When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Get in the know. Non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. Purple Daily, presented by Surly Brewing Company. You know, every single day I, I do certain things that are, that are good, and, you know, I'm able to come to the side, talk to Kevin, and, you know, there's always certain things that I could do slightly better, and, you know, I, I go back and I evaluate the tape, and then I try to get better every day. So, you know, I'm not really worried about, you know, competition and all these different things. You know, I think if, uh, you know, if I handle myself, if I play the best that I can, then, you know, things will work itself out. Nice having a head coach that former quarterback, yeah. right? Kind of in your brain a little bit. Mm, yeah, it's great. You know, Kevin, uh, we're able to talk to him. You know, Wes Phillips, who's super knowledgeable, Gerard Johnson and Chris and every. So we got a really elite quarterback room along with the players, too, as well. <laughs> I love it. So, Kellen, uh, Kellen, what's it like not having a douche coach that uh, <laughs> just rails on you publicly at press conferences? Huh? Kellen, can you talk good. about Mike Zimmer being an ass clown? What if he had said, these guys aren't as good as I thought, Don? <laughs> these, guys, these, these guys aren't as actually, good as I Don, thought. Don, let me, let me tell you something about uh, Kevin O'Connell. He was a fraudulent NFL quarterback. He was a career it. backup. Yeah, that'd be great. Fraudulent. He, he basically just he basically just filled out Sean McVay's Uber Eats orders for lunch every day. That's In my did. brain, are you kidding I me? Love this that guy job. can't carry my jockstrap. I'm <laughs> Kellen Mond. Okay, is that the is that the longest we've ever heard from Kellen Mond? Have you guys ever now, Judd? You're out there at the facility. Yeah, you, you know, you talk have, last it, training camp. So so it's been almost a year since we've heard. Yeah, he went MIA. thirty seconds of Kellen Mond speaking publicly. Hey, listen, all I know is on a Tuesday at the OTA, I saw Wyatt Davis in the flesh. He's alive. Wait, you can, we, have, we have confirmed. We have confirmed Wyatt Davis sighting. Yeah. Yes. Big confirmed sent, Wyatt Davis sighting. I sent Dex, I sent Dex the, the, uh, on our Twitter page. video. Alert. On our alert. Page. Wyatt Davis is a real human. He exists. Wyatt Davis is alive. <laughs> Just to show he was alive. Oh, man. All right, well, this is Purple Daily, Daily Vikings Entertainment. We just want the Vikings to win a Super Bowl before we die. The show is presented by our friends at Surly Brewing Company and TCL. And you know what? No matter what you watch, TCL has award-winning TVs for any budget, any space, all with stunning picture quality. Plus, TCL makes more than just TVs. They offer mobile products, audio devices, home appliances. TCL bringing you joy and simplicity through innovative technology. Learn more at TCL.com. Let's give a standing ovation for updated copy. Right there. Damn right. Judd, did you notice or no? I Well, I noticed something was different, but I thought that you were just making it up as you went. No, I was. Uh, I didn't know that you had. I was very much on there. 
Excited oh, for TCL to be back just... in for another year. Back in for another year. Oh, That's right. nice to Thank have you, TCL. Back. And they mm. do make a good TV. Yes. So you've got more OTA observations. We already heard from Kellen Mond. So mm-hmm. let's give you the floor. We'll get to a random Viking of the week on the show today. But uh, the quarterbacks are out there in their little red jerseys just throwing passes around can't, the lot. Can't be hit. Just tee off on somebody and quit. Can you imagine? Daniel Hunter just, just tees off on Kirk Cousins, yeah. double barrels in the air, and just quits football. Um, what, uh, what's, your, what's your biggest quarterback-related observation, Judd? So off of uh, access to OTA 2, first one the media was allowed to watch, my biggest ob- observation was this. First of all, Nate Stanley's still there. He wasn't what? taking oh, part. Really? I don't I don't know if he was hurt or what. He was not taking part, but he was he still out in. there. I don't know. Like, I mean, I, I thought Nate Stanley was long gone, but Phil Mackey's favorite Iowa quarterback of all time is still on at least the offseason roster. Um, my observation of the backup quarterback battle is this. It feels like from what I saw, and this is very early, but it's interesting. They are going to definitely give Kellen Mond a chance to prove himself, which he didn't get last year. Uh, It ended up being a total mess. The whole debacle in Green Bay was an embarrassment. I thought more so for Zim than the kid himself. Absolutely. I threw him in there unfairly and then ripped him. And like, there was nothing about that. That was just embarrassing. In fact, I think if, if you could sort of trace the, among the many things that got Mike fired, I think that's one of them just because it was so embarrassing and how Mike uh, then bristled about questions about Mond. Yeah. But, you know, I'm sure that um, O'Connell and his coaching staff have watched the practice film of Mond. I'm sure they have an idea of what he could do. But until you can actually work with the kid, it's hard to know exactly. And it felt like from watching the reps yesterday that uh, Mannion, who looked, Let's not mince words here. He's Kirk's caddy. Like, he's Kirk's guy. He's basically a a personal quarterback therapist. Yeah, you're screwed Um, if he has to play. Yeah, he's not a player. He is a coach who is drawing a paycheck as a player. That's a pretty good job if you can find that job. Um, But it feels like Mond is going to get every opportunity now. And this is smart to prove what he either can or can't do. But we're now going to sort out the the whole thing of, well, who's really coaching him? Because, I mean, that was a question last year. Who was coaching Mon? What were they doing? Were they developing him at, at all? It feels like among the many young players for the Vikings in 2022 who had lost years, Mon was probably near the top of that damn list. Um, and so in watching the OTA, it really did. And I think that's why Mon's state of mind in the soundbite that we heard to open the show was so positive that he knows he's going to get a legitimate shake now. It might lead to nothing. Who knows? But it's not going to be this, you are completely buried, get out of my sight. I don't. I didn't want a quarterback. Uh, you know, damn Rick screwed me. So yeah. I think it's a positive step that Kellen Mond, we're going to find out a lot more now, and, and especially the coaching staff. Can we actually play that clip again one more time? You know, for, for, so yeah. for the audio audience, hopefully you can hear it in his voice, but for the, for the Purple Daily YouTube channel audience, this is like a 30-second clip. How happy and relieved does this man look to have Mike Zimmer gone, Kevin O'Connell in? You know, every single day I, I do certain things that are, that are good, and, you know, I'm able to come to the side, talk to Kevin, and, you know, there's always certain things that I could do slightly better. And, you know, I, I go back and I evaluate the tape, and then I try to get better every day. So, 
you know, I'm not really worried about, you know, competition and all these different things. You know, I think if, uh, you know, if I handle myself, if I play the best that I can, then, you know, things will work itself out. I mean, come on. Look at that guy. He's just, you know, he's, and he's he life, smiles bro. at the end with, with the next question. But uh, it, it, my first thought was going to be, why would you draft him and then just not try to develop him? But obviously, there, as we've learned now, there is a huge disconnect between the draft strategy that Rick Spielman and his staff implemented and then the development and, and uh, you know, depth chart strategy that Mike Zimmer and his coaching staff wanted to go forward with. So last year was just a total wasted throwaway season. They really had no interest. I mean, the, the Vikings offensive staff, which Mike Zimmer basically just put on autopilot and said, you guys, I'll stop by maybe once a week, peek my head in, meet with Kirk Cousins if I have time, right? But they were so busy bailing water trying to figure out how to jumpstart their own first-team offense. And Kirk Cousins, the first-team offense was 14th in the league, and they couldn't figure out you know, how to get it going at certain points And after the scripted plays were over. So you know, who was spending time with Kellen Mond last year? Nobody. So guys? not that Kevin O'Connell is going to you know, divert all of his attention to the backup quarterback, but it sounds like there's a little bit more hands-on molding and just more of a relationship already in the first five minutes than there was in the first full season with Mike Zimmer. And the valuable thing, too, is Mannion can just do his thing, right? Like you're not trying to get anything from him. There, There's no discovery here of, we saw Mannion in practice a lot, and oh my God, there's something here. So like, he is just Kirk's guy, and he's going to help Kirk out, and he's going to he's going to operate sufficiently in practice, and that's fine. But there's no future there. So like, you can go about finding out on Mond. And uh, O'Connell brought up at the press conference that he did at TCO on Wednesday um, the fact that there were a few of the plays. So basically, they had the first-team offense against the first-team defense on one field, and they had the twos going against the twos on the other field. And Mannion and Mond were both operating, obviously, with the twos. And he said that there were a couple of plays uh, throughout the script when Mond was out there where they deviated from the expectation, and he made the correct calls. He He made the right checks. I think he might be a pretty bright kid, but those are just the type of things now that at least you're not completely wasting this kid. And look, of all of the players with this team last year, I think I might have felt the most empathy for Kellen Mond. Because, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I mean, you're a third-round pick. The kid with the Texans is starting now, and I'm not saying he's great, but, I mean, he's getting an opportunity to start, and he was drafted, if I'm not mistaken, one pick after you, And you're like, so you're going to put me in against the Packers? Thanks a lot. That really helps me out. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I just, I think we should, I think more from a a development, developmental standpoint, excuse me, I think Kellen Mond is worth keeping an eye on. I'm not saying that this is going to turn into a starting job. It probably won't. But it at least, I could see him, I wouldn't be shocked at some point in time, if they like him enough, Phil, if he kicked up to the backup, and Mannion can be the third guy because he's just going to be a sounding board for Kirk, right? Yeah, I mean, but but, but Mond could actually be a guy. Well, if well, he should, had to play, Kevin O'Connell should be the sounding board for Kirk Cousins now, right? I mean, is is it I possible Mann- Sean Mannion's job is just in jeopardy on this team? No, I don't sense that at all. I I don't sense that. No, I think. I think they're trying to do everything they possibly can to keep Kirk as comfortable as possible. And O'Connell, look, he'll talk to Kirk a ton. 
But I mean, he's still got a lot of different things to do. I think if to what you're saying, my sense is this, if they were going to cut ties with Mannion because, because his presence wasn't necessary to help Kirk, I don't think he gets brought back probably. But I do think as far as, as the depth chart goes, that there probably could be a case made if Mon shows sufficient development to put him second. Because if you have a developed Mond, good or not, I'd prefer he play developed over Sean Mannion. Absolutely. Another question, too, is because we tend to, when young players struggle, this this happens in all sports, you know, that Jose Miranda gets called up by the Twins, and he's a top baseball, top 100 prospect, Baseball America, right? And he struggles in his first two weeks, and it's like, ugh, okay, <laughs> like, send him back down. He's terrible, right? But sometimes there's just, it's not a linear growth of, Boom, 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 up the ladder. And Kellen Mond, oh, everyone was high on him. We all were, wow, look at this. Chris Sims has him as the above Justin Fields, I think, at one point in his quarterback rankings. Then, you know, we see him for a few minutes against Green Bay, and it's like, whoa, he's really underprepared. Why are you so underprepared this many months into your NFL uh, rookie tenure? Um, But if you sort of flush what we saw in the first year down the toilet for a second, and you just go back to the fact that, you know, he was a, an early third round pick. He was one of the five best quarterbacks in that draft. I think a lot of people would have him probably as maybe the second or third best quarterback in this year's draft. If, if he had slid a year and he started 46 games in college. So he's super experienced. He's not just a guy that comes in and he only made 12 starts or something. Do you still think, and I get that Kirk is the quarterback for the next two years. And I get that they'll probably look to draft someone maybe in the first round if they get a chance next year, but right. should Kellen Mond still be looked at as someone with starting quarterback upside and potential? Um, I think he should definitely be looked at as a player with, with potential. And, and I think that there should be, and I think that there will be zero benefit of the doubt given to the previous administration in having found out the answer to that question. So yes, um, I have heard from people who have watched enough of Mond that they don't think that he is a starter. Uh, but that being said, there is nothing that the Zimmer, Clint Kubiak offensive staff did that I would trust. Zero. So I would consider this to be Mon's rookie year. I really would. And I trust Kevin O'Connell and, and his staff, sight unseen of coaching, but I trust them far more given their depth of knowledge at the quarterback position to make a far more proper call on Mond than anyone who is now gone from TCO could do. Yeah. Yeah. I think too, if with Kellen Mond, if look, Kirk was uncomfortable with the idea of having a backup quarterback behind a rookie, I should say backup quarterback behind him. Um, eventually like Kellen Mond's probably, it's a make or break year for him in terms of taking a stride of being either it's a backup or just an NFL quarterback, right? Let's just call it being an NFL quarterback. This training camp, this OTA is, is like pivotal uh, in his career to see if he can be a legitimate quarterback. And if he has elevated his game enough and these checks turn into even bigger and better things, Kirk has to accept the fact like, hey man, Kellen Mond's going to be your backup. And I and I hope, and I think Kirk as a veteran should have that understanding of like, this guy gives us the second best chance to win if you are out. And also he can still provide value in the room in quarterback meetings and all that stuff. I just hope it doesn't come down to a point where Kevin O'Connell just says, oh, but we want to keep Kirk happy. Like, dude, if Kellen Mond is legitimate and can help you be a better football team and make that quarterback room better make him the court make him qb2 
Yeah, and and has it ever been fully confirmed that that's the reason why Sean Mannion's the backup? I mean, it seems that way, right? That they just don't want well, they don't want it, Kirk to feel like he's being threatened in any way. But that's yeah. not how that's not how you should operate as an organization. I mean, hell, the Packers with Hall of Fame quarterbacks twice drafted replacements for them. The the Patriots drafted Jimmy Garoppolo in the second round in the middle of another Super Bowl run by Tom Brady, right? right. So. Put good players on the roster. Well, I think it's a pretty well-known fact that at some point in time after Kirk signed here, and they they brought in that quarterback from the Calgary Stampeders to try out, and the guy and they asked him, "They said, so what's your goal?" And he's like, "My goal is to be your starting quarterback." And they said, "Oh no, no, we got our starting quarterback. We're not going to sign you." Uh, But I think the thing with Kirk and Mannion is they're buddies, and I think I'm telling you. I believe Mannion is like a de facto assistant coach. So if KOC says Mon's the two, I don't think there's a problem there now. Yeah, yeah I, I agreed. Uh, I have another question too, just about Kevin O'Connell's attention and, and what he's focused on every day compared to, to Mike Zimmer. Cause you did cover two offensive minded coaches as a beat writer, Star Tribune, Brad Childress was an offensive minded coach. Mike Tice was an offensive minded coach. So I'm getting this quote from uh, from Will Raggett, who covers the Vikings, on Twitter. Kevin O'Connell wants to, quote, be visible to the defense, let them know I'm learning their side of the ball just as much as they are, and they can look at me as not just an offensive coach. Eric Kendricks was later quoted as saying, he's definitely an offensive coach, <laughs> which I'm fine with, by the way. So I know it's early, and you're just sort of observing you know, the, the first of open media OTAs here, but Right. What is that split generally like? What was it like for Childress, for Mike Tice? I mean, are they totally like Mike Zimmer almost completely outsourced offensive football to assistant coaches? Right. He would only meddle in the big picture, run the ball more, or, you know, he wasn't super involved in the intricate details. So, what what should this look like based on previous Vikings offensive minded coaches? Well, I don't think it's so, I don't think it's a question of like splitting your time. Like, I got to be there. 50 50 i think what it is is i think it comes down to this one is fair or not mike hated offense like his whole life was predicated on stopping it um and therefore he really you know when we found out that he hadn't met with kirk ever until kirk requested it multiple times last year that's incredible um so mike was way outside the norm there but i mean brad was an offensive guy. And in 2006, he came here and called plays. And so that eats up your time. Now, I do think there's a conversation to be had, and I get a lot of guys do it, and Mike did it on the defensive side of the ball as well. I do think there's a conversation to be had about how wise it is to call plays as a coach. Because, I mean, your attention has to be split among a lot of things. And there are guys that do a great job. But there's also guys who who do it, and they're like, oh, my God. Um, Brad in 2006 call plays. He was terrible. Basically, I think replaced himself with Bevel in 2007. And the one thing, and there are not going to be a lot of similarities between Childress and O'Connell, but the one thing that is similar is neither one of them called plays at their previous stop. So Reed called plays in Philadelphia at that time. Brad was the OC, but he didn't call plays. And then Brad's like, I'm doing that here. And I'm coaching, and it's like, dude, no, you don't, you can't, you, your brain doesn't work that well. 
And O'Connell, like, I hope for his sake it works out well. But when you're going to be dedicated to calling plays in-game, which means you're focused on that all of the time, um, it's difficult to pay attention to both sides of the ball. Now, that being said, I do think that there's something to uh, to talk about where because Mike tolerated offense but didn't like it, I think the players on that side of the ball probably had a bad experience lots of times. O'Connell won't do that. So, like, the defensive guys can joke that he's an offensive guy, but he's also not going to have the abruptness that uh, Mike did. And I would guess if a defensive player wants to meet with O'Connell once a week or something, he's not going to say Thursdays, 45 minutes, that's all. Kirk literally, by last year, I was told multiple times had to even request it before Mike entertained it. This is before the season? Yeah. Or or even like week to week, he still had to. No, 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 no. Before the season, when Kirk said, can we please talk once a week? Yeah. Mike didn't want to do it. So like that, that's how off the charts that was. This, I think, will be better, but there's only so much time. Um, I will say this. Ed Donatel is the DC here now. Um, My impressions of watching practice on the field, though, is Mike Pettin, who was a DC with the Packers and a few teams and was head coach of the Browns at one point a few years back. I think Mike Pettin is largely going to be head coach defense. Interesting. I, so I'm you think so? Is Pettin the assistant head coach? Uh, What's yes, his official title? Uh, I got it right here. Hold on a second. But yes, I think that is exactly right. I think he's the assistant head coach. He he's sort of. I think he's go- going to be basically O'Connell's bench coach. He is assistant head coach. Yeah. So, so he he technically is above. They they hired him essentially to be above Ed Donatel. Correct. And I think he's going. And I think and and uh, O'Connell's talked about the fact that he's going to. Petten's going to have a say on things, I think, like challenges and help out there. Um, but I'm sure that Kevin is going to outsource a lot of the defensive nuance, not mm-hmm. only to Donatel, but also to Mike Petten. Yeah. Uh, okay, what are people saying about the Vikings? Let's get to something interesting here in just a second. But, you know, I might have been wrong about Kellen Mond. At first I thought, oh, it's the new coach that's got him so happy. Actually, I've heard that uh, he found chill boys this offseason. And oh. he just has a permagrin all the time because of that bamboo fabric. That's right. Permagrin. There's your word to describe how chill boys are making us feel today. It's a Minnesota-based company. It's the most comfortable underwear that we have ever stumbled into. And you can find them online at chillboys.com. Bamboo fabric. Tell them that we sent you from Purple Daily so so they can just know that you know, you're part of the club here. Chill Boys is comfortable or is passionate about one thing, I should say, your comfort. Get yours at chillboys.com. Also, let's talk about another partner that's on board here for parts of the summer here. Brainerd International Raceway is a great time for those of you who have not partaken before, Dex. Yeah, it's uh, Brainerd International Raceway this week, or coming up in May. It's going to be a fun time. So Discovery Channel's Street Outlaws and the No Prep Kings are coming to Brainerd Lakes area June 17th and 18th. And join Brainerd International Raceway and the Street Outlaws for a weekend of fun and competition as your favorite drivers battle it out for bragging rights. Huge cash prizes. Also, kids 12 and under get in free. Visit BIRMN.com, BIRMN.com for camping and ticket information today. Brain International Raceway. 
What are people saying about the Minnesota Vikings? We thought, you know, we always are just sort of scanning through social media. You know, you guys, listeners, send us stuff through DMs and emails and stuff. Hey, did you see this? Did you hear this? And so we figured, let's let's corral some of those things on a more regular basis and just call it, what are people saying about the Minnesota Vikings? So here is your uh, fodder for today. Dan Orlovsky, who Judd and I once covered a game in which he ran in fear of his life from a flying mullet through the back of the end zone CFL. at the Metrodome. He would have been fine. You can do Bigger that in the zone. CFL? Oh. Deep well, you can't zone. run through the back of the CFL end zone. No, but, but he would have just get 20 extra yards to, to run backwards. Back. Exactly. He could have just kept going backwards. <laughs> I was like, I know. That's pretty cool. The CFL has some little fun little rule twists. It's kind of fun. Uh, so Dan Orlowski tweeted, the Vikings will be a playoff team this season. They were 8-9 last year, had one loss by double digits. Five of those nine losses were by a total of 13 points. New offensive-minded head coach, much improved offensive line. The word much I might take issue with, but it is an improved offensive line. I think if Christian Derrissaw takes a big step forward and becomes like a top-five left tackle, which could happen, see? All right, then let's talk. And uh, if young secondary plays improve ball, this is a very good football team. So Dan Orlovsky, very high. On the Vikings, I will add, I heard uh, Colin Cowherd on his radio and TV show was going through his his division winners as he sees right now, and he has the Vikings winning the NFC North over the Green Bay Packers. Wow. So Cowherd high on Vikings, or Lovsky high on Vikings. You can't can't put yourself in the... Listen, I think the Packers are still the team to beat. I made this mistake. But the Packers got worse. The Vikings got better. Packers still... Packers still have that quarterback, and I'm not sure that their defense is awful. I'm just saying last year, I said the Packers are going to fall apart. I said, oh, man, this is it for the Packers. And I think it was the second consecutive year that I doubted the Packers, and they won 13 games for about the third consecutive year. So I'm just saying I can't get, I can't get there till I actually see the Packers do what I predicted they would last year, which is start to fall apart. Okay. All right, Dex, so you can't do it either? No chance. Yeah, no chance. Awesome. I, have to add, I got to see it. I got to see it. I agree. I think the Packers are worse. I mean, regression has to come some point to Green Bay, right? Like, for God's sakes, they have to regress at some point. And losing your top receiving prospect, or uh, not prospect, receiver in general in, in Devontae Adams was a huge loss to them. So I think in general they should be worse, but I need to see, and the Vikings have, they have to prove it to me for them to be the favorites in the NFC North. So we all still have, what, three months until we probably, you know, three plus months, and then we'll make our final prediction of what the record's going to be. We get to let this play out through OTAs and mini camps, but so, so right now I've got them at nine wins, the Vikings. And I think the, we didn't pick the Packers schedule, but no, it's probably, I don't think they're 13 wins anymore. They've been what? Three straight seasons of 13 wins. Yeah, I believe that's correct. Most sports books, Caesars, DraftKings have them at like 11, yeah. 11 and a half ish right now. And they have the Vikings are on eight, eight and a half, right? Yep. So there's still, let's call it a three game gap right now. And that's, I think it's probably more like a two game gap because I got the Vikings at nine, maybe Packers at 11. But listen, Devontae Adams is one of the best weapons in the NFL. Aaron Rodgers is a year older, I think a year more checked out. He's not showing up to these. Am I wrong? He didn't show up to like OTAs or anything, did he? Not to my knowledge. No. And he's got to build chemistry with a bunch of new targets. And some of those guys have been on the team before, but. He's he's just going to waltz in during training camp, so I don't know. I can I can see it if the if the Vikings stay healthy on defense and if this offense takes the step forward that 
we all think. A lot of it's going to be predicated on can they beat the Packers in week one, right? That'll that'll help set a major tone for what happens the rest of the way. But I think I'm closer to being able to predict this at some point this summer than you guys are. Yeah, I don't think I can do it until until we like start to see something. Like if the Packers start to come unglued, so you're gonna thought, so we but week one you're gonna see them play each I other. I thought that so. they would, yeah, that's gonna help a little bit for sure. Uh, but you know what? Too, in fairness to the Vikings, week one, it's going to be new coach, new defensive scheme. Uh, who knows? Who knows? My feeling is this: I think we'll have a pretty good feeling about the Vikings season after two games, as far as like, okay, this is looking okay, or oh boy. Because 0-2 is definitely realistic and tough to swallow, probably. It is, but I don't think 0-2 screws you with this schedule. Because I actually have them starting 0-2 right now. I'm the only yeah. one on this show that has them starting yeah, right. 0-2. I am and then, starting pretty well. And then winning their next three. Because yeah. because it's you get the London game, the Bears. I'm missing with the Lions. Home game against, isn't it? Home game against the Lions. And then you get the London game and then the Bears at home. Mm-hmm. So you, I'm, not, I'm not advocating for an 0-2 start. If you can split those two games, I think you're in really good shape. Orlovsky likes him, though, huh? Yeah. He's a smart dude, man. He's a smart He's, guy. Some of these quarterbacks, these little backup quarterbacks, that don't they don't play, so they just have time to learn and soak things in and watch film. And <laughs> Chris Sims is another one, man. Chris Sims, his quarterback rankings are coming out starting with 36 through 40 today. Be interesting to see where he puts He's brilliant, Kirk though, Cousins. because he's aware of the value of a hot take. So like he'll just <laughs> drop some bombs in there, some like highly controversial. Like this guy's fifth. It's well done. It's actually it is. very smart. The value of a hot take. All right, if I put uh, Trevor Lawrence third Mon. above Patrick Mahomes, let's see what Mon the was a hot does. take. Mon like was a hot totally, take. He totally. Hot I don't know that Mon was a hot take. It's it's he watched the film of a guy that started forty six games in wasn't. The SEC, right? I mean, wasn't he above like Justin Fields and Justin even like Fields, Zach yeah. Wilson? And yeah, he like loved he loved him. I don't know that he put him above Zach Wilson at the very end, but he definitely had him as a. I think at one point he had him as the fourth best quarterback. So, so that's what people are saying about the Minnesota Vikings. You got Colin Cowherd and Dan Orlovsky are are actually no. I'm sorry, I have one more here for if you guys want it. I got one more yeah, here absolutely. from uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Seth Walder, ESPN analytics writer. Mm-hmm. And this is referencing the 2022 football power index ranking. Power. Okay. So I saw something else on ESPN. Maybe there's, a, I think there's a power ranking. I don't know if it was like an author and the Vikings were 24th. But yeah. this is an analytical piece. And the rating indicates approximately how much better or worse in points that each team is predicted to be relative to an average NFL team on a neutral field. Okay, so I know this is a lot to unpack, but the Buffalo Bills are number one, and they are a plus 9.4. So they are 9.4 points better than the average NFL team on a neutral field. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. at the bottom of the list, the Chicago Bears are 13 points worse than the average team. Ooh. On a neutral field. Right where they want to be. The average team is the Eagles. The Eagles and the Titans and the Saints are all right there as the as the average team. So what they're saying is if the forty if the if the Bears played the Eagles on a neutral field, 
the Eagles would be 13 points better than the Bears, which is interesting. And then I don't know how Vegas would use this information to set their lines. So the Vikings are 13th on this list. Mm -hmm. They are 3.2 points better than, let's call it the Eagles, on a neutral field. So my guess is if you, I don't know, there's probably betting lines out there for week one. I don't know that there's any for week two, but what this is saying is, you know, if it's a neutral field, Vikings are probably three-point favorites over the Eagles. Because it's being played in Philadelphia, it's probably more of a pick game. So the Saints right? game in London, the Vikings are three-point favorites? Yeah, and actually they've got the Saints as like a minus .9, so they're a little bit slightly below average. So the, this, the Vikings would be approximately four-point favorites yeah. neutral site game against the Saints, according to the ESPN FPI. I'll okay. give you the list here, and then we can commentate professionally. Uh, the Bills and then the Packers are are 8.8 points better than average. Rams, Chiefs, Buccaneers, Cowboys, all seven points or more better than the average team. Chargers, Colts, Cardinals, Browns, Ravens, Broncos, Vikings. So they've this is interesting. And then the Raiders are right below the Vikings and the Patriots. But ESPN's FPI basically has the Broncos and the Vikings exactly the same. What do you think of that? Um, I'll take Russell Wilson. That's what I think of it. And, and it doesn't bracket. account for true. schedule or anything yeah, like that. It's, it's, pro- just... it's probably true outside of quarterback play. And, I mean, statistically, Cousins does stack up super well. Uh, personally, just from the, the eye test and watching football games, I'll take the Broncos. Mm-hmm. Based on one thing, quarterback. But yeah, I totally outside I think, of that. I I can see that comparison. And then you Either take way. this information, and the the Broncos have a much tougher schedule and road to making the playoffs. The Vikings get oh god games against the Bears, the Jets, the Giants, Bears again. The Lions should be better, but the AFC West is going to be glorious. Man. Yes, it will be. So there you go. There's that's what people are saying about the Minnesota Vikings zone. here. <laughs> I want the red zone pumped into my veins right now. Give me an IV of red zone. <laughs> guys, 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 guys. We're going to stay here, quad box. Yeah. Oh, God, Scott Hansen. Let's go to the Octo box for the first <laughs> time this season. The Octo box. Oh, do they ever God. have, what's what's the, is there a nine box or do they ever, no? no? The Octo box is the, I think, I think it's the Octo. I think it's tough to fit nine on a screen. One. Yeah. It's a rectangular oh, it's screen. Just glorious. So. And you know what? Scott Hansen, a truly talented person. To do what he does takes talent yes i will say i have i have because i've got the league package thing and so i get uh andrew siciliano mm, the direct TV one. Not, it's really really tough spot for re- yeah be- because you know about the existence and the dominance of of hansen it's so not siciliano's fault but he's just no he's no scott hansen good of all hunting it's not your fault. it's not your fault do it's not your me. fault you don't do it's this to me fault. phil not you too so, like, just not the same enthusiasm, or what? I think the uh, the energy is a little bit lower. You know, he he stumbles a little bit more. It's fast paced, man. I mean, it's seven oh, hours. Oh God, it's a talent. You it's can't be missing names and stuff. It's maybe it's a producer problem too. It's possible Scott Hansen just has like the three greatest producers of all time that are just you know what I think in his ear. They got three Declan Goffs, basically. You know, yeah. I think Scott found his calling. Like, I think everyone has one, and I think Scott found his calling. Yeah, some people, you know. Maybe you don't Doctors, even have a chance lawyers, to stumble into it. And nurses, he definitely did. Priests. <laughs> Scott Hansen's calling. Red zone. <laughs>
Okay, we're, we're going to get to the random Viking of the Week here in just a second, but uh, let's talk about something that we shouldn't be embarrassed to talk about, guys, and that's called ED. That's right. This is an ED safe zone here on Purple Daily, and Valley Park Medical Clinic is dedicated to providing breakthrough remedies to men in the Twin Cities area. The approach is medical. It's drug-free, surgery-free, and non-invasive. They'll work with you in a discreet manner, and they'll make you feel at home so you can ask any question in a professional and confidential environment. ValleyParkMedicalClinic.com. That's ValleyParkMedicalClinic.com. Also, a shout-out to our friends at Dennis Kirk, helping us out with a great partnership for three years here at Score North. And they're all about gearing you up for riding season. Harleys, Indians, Metro Cruisers, Sport Bikes, Ride more, weight less at Dennis Kirk. And uh, they got over 160,000 parts and accessories in stock. Free shipping on orders over $89 and same-day shipping on orders placed before 8 p.m. DennisKirk.com. Ride more and weight less. Okay, are you guys ready for the random Viking of the week here? I know Judd's ready because he's won like 11 in a row here, Dex. Yeah, it's been bad. It's been bad. I need my, uh, I need my Jared Goff. Game here to to the dagger Judd just like he did to the Vikings. Wait, are you saying you're you're the Jared Goff of random? I, Viking I need a week? Jared Goff moment. I need a Goff. <laughs> I need a Goff moment from one Goff to another. Okay, I and and no, I'm not related. I know we kind of have the same hair. Kinda we both like. make a lot I of money. I bet if you go back far enough, you guys probably have some uh, lineage tied together. Oh boy, maybe we'll see. We'll see. Okay, so here's how this works. I throw out a series of clues. You guys get up to three incorrect guesses before you're eliminated. You can shout out guesses whenever you want to. You can ask me questions if you want to. I can refuse to answer if I want because I'm the captain of this game. I'm the captain now. A handful of the last few random Vikings of the week include Sage Rosenfels, Archie Manning, Vasante Shanko, Naufahu Tahi, Toby Gerhardt, and John Carlson. Some of those definitely and others. Won, by the way. Declan won a couple of those. I went back I got, kind of further. I got Toby and I think Carlson. You did get Carlson. The last one that you got was John David Booty. Since then, Judd has gotten Matthew Hatchett, Phil Lodeholt, Bobby Wade, Sean Salisbury, Jim Kleinsasser, Moeldy Moore, Jarius Wright we didn't count because the audience shouted it out. Yeah, Jarius Wright. Yeah. Doesn't count. Archie Manning, Sage Rosenfels, and this one, okay. who originally hails from Titusville, Florida. And then eventually played high school football in the state of New York. Okay. Three sport athlete in high school, football, basketball, track. Okay. Out of high school, scout.com had him listed only as a two star recruit. No love. This random Viking of the week played college football in Conference USA. This random Viking of the week was a pro bowler. This random Viking of the week was also once the Liberty Bowl MVP. I mean, how many guys can say that they were the Liberty Bowl MVP? I wonder if there's a Wikipedia page for that. Lim- Liberty Bowl M- MVP. Let's keep going. I'm locked in here. Okay. 
I'm locked in. I'm locked in. Liberty Bowl MVP. Liberty Bibbity. Liberty Bibbity. <laughs> Liberty Bibbity. <laughs> okay, the final year of high school, this random Viking of the Week recorded 78 tackles, three forced fumbles, and two interceptions. This random Viking of the Week was a sixth-round draft pick. I found a list of Liberty Bowl MVPs. This is going to be exciting. For This will be the post-game show will be stick around because after Random Viking of the Week, we're going to give you a list of Liberty Bowl MVPs. It dates back to 1959. Okay. Maybe I'll read all of them. Why don't you take that show to the talk? <laughs> All right, this random Viking of the week. And did you have any thoughts or guesses? Yeah, I've given you guys a lot of clues here. But they're high school clues, so that, that I have no idea. All right, this random Pro Viking of the week. Helps a little bit. Yeah. Yep. Here is a list of his NFL coaches. Okay, this always helps. Mike Zimmer, Dennis Allen, Sean Payton, Tony Sperano, the late Tony Sperano, John Harbaugh. Jack Del Rio. Jack Del Rio. Zimmer. This random Viking of the week usually wears number 28. Latavius Murray. Yep, yep, that's right. Declan guesses Latavius Murray. He's back. Way to go, He is back, everybody. Good one. God, Latavius Murray's played nice for a lot of coaches. Job, I did man. not realize it was that big a list. Yeah, still active, too. I'm pretty sure he's like 31 years old. I don't think yeah, he's retired. Yeah, with the Saints, if I'm not mistaken. Ravens. He was with the Ravens oh, the last Ravens. year. Okay, that's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, he ran for like 500 yards last well, year with the didn't Ravens. They like, didn't the Ravens lose like seven different running backs? I, I think they like yeah. started five or six running backs last season. Yeah, their plan wasn't to shovel the ball to Latavius Murray 200 times <laughs> last year, but yeah. alas. So, congratulations. You are back on the board, Declan. Thank you. Oh, God. How does it feel? Does it feel like a weight off your chest? It is. It does. It does. Thank God. The Tay train. Okay. I like Latavius Murray. Really solid back. Good guy. guy. Oh, man. Okay. Um, Here's the list. Okay. Wow. Alan Lazard was the Liberty Bowl MVP in 2017. Yep. Yeah, Cyclone. Yeah, how about Alex Collins, running back, Arkansas? Speaking of Ravens, right? Alex Collins was he a Ravens running back? If, no if, idea I'm not mistaken, if I'm not mistaken, the Gophers played in the Liberty Bowl in like '86. Oh, Seahawks, sorry. Oh, no, Ravens. He was Ravens in Seahawks. Uh, Dak Prescott was a Liberty Bowl MVP in 2013. Hey, I think after Lou Holtz left the Gophers for dak, 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 dak. Notre Dame, I think uh, I think Goody was the coach for the Liberty Bowl. Liberty, Liberty. Liberty. Doug Flutie. Okay, yeah. Doug Flutie, 1980. Bo, oh, wow, we had a run here in the 80s. Doug Flutie into Bo Jackson well, as Liberty Bowl, games, Bowl MVP. Yeah, because the bowl games were far they were far fewer and they were far more legit. Yeah, you had teams like Bo Jackson, Auburn yeah, playing Auburn. in Liberty yeah, Bowl real, in 1984. Yeah, you had real teams. Now it's uh, <laughs> some group of slappies. Amazing. So well, there it is, the uh, Random Viking of the Week presented by our friends at Surly Brewing Company. Cheers to Declan getting back on the board, Judd. Yep. Amazing uh, stuff. Let, let's see, Declan, my guess is that you're going to celebrate this huge win with a Surly Drips and Drops? I'd actually go with a Surly Supreme. 
Surly Supreme. Summer's coming. Summer's coming. And don't forget, too, our friends at Surly have a new variety pack out that you can find right now as summer approaches. Surly wants you to celebrate and, of course, do so responsibly. Of course, you'll find me drinking a Furious because that's just what I do. That's what you do. You're here to chew bubblegum, give football takes, and drink Surly. And you're all out of bubblegum and football takes for today. And I just have Furious. Uh, I also have one more amazing Liberty Bowl MVP nugget for you in a second, but Federated Insurance has been around helping business owners for over 100 years based in Owatonna. They're all about minimizing risk, giving you peace of mind, and helping to maximize the success of your business. You can find out more about how they do that and how they can help your business at federatedinsurance.com, where it's our business to protect yours. The first ever Liberty Bowl MVP in 1959 was a guy named Jay Huffman from Penn State. He was a center. That's incredible. How does a cent- how does a center win? And then he was drafted MVP. in the first round and flamed out. And his fifth year option was not picked up. Let's see. Was Jay Huffman football? I have no idea. <laughs> Let's see here. He was a hell of a blocker that day. Uh, I'll tell you that right now because they because the Nittany Lions pounded Zarak. Yeah, he doesn't have a. Now, there's an obituary for Jay Huffman. We'll do that maybe on next episode. Stick around tomorrow. We'll read Jay Huffman's Penn State obituary. Great. All right, that's a wrap on Purple Daily, Daily Vikings Entertainment. We'll see you guys.